Welcome to the True Blue Riftcast, the number one Rift Tracks podcast in the world. I am Jeremy, and I am joined, as always, by... Hi, everybody. It's me, Dave Chadwick, a.k.a. The Sugar Ray Dodge. How's, how, how's it going, Jeremy? It's going pretty good. We're we're back this week after an impromptu uh, yes. week off. Yes, that was that was my fault. Um, I was having a bad day, and I uh, messaged Jeremy, and I was like, hey, man, I don't think I can record today because it's just no. It's just one of those things like this is just not happening today. Um, so I apologize to everybody, but I'm back now, and I'm better. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I uh, get to go ready to talk about some, some riff tracks, them riff tracks. We've got a bit to talk about. Oh yeah, we do. Thankfully we, we didn't really fall behind with new releases, uh, entirely. Uh, but we'll, we'll mention that in a minute. We'll get to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, first up, I want to mention again that we do have a Patreon now, uh, patreon.com slash true blue riffcast to sign up and a very special thank you goes out to jason samuels our very first live level patron Ooh, jason i know him if uh if you want to support the podcast you can head over there and you can throw a couple bucks our way and uh you'll get to vote in our listener polls You'll get some uh, advanced looks at what we're going to be talking about each week and probably some bloopers, of which there are always many. There are always legion. Yes. There's always there's always something that that's wicked inappropriate that I say that uh, might not even make it onto the uh, the bloopers. But um, it's always it's always hilarious. And I always do it just to uh, just to tweak Jeremy. It's pretty funny. Yeah, just because he wants to give me more work with the editing. <laughs> Welcome back from the edit, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a look at some headlines before I kill Dave. <laughs> headlines. <laughs> <laughs> Last Thursday marked the anniversary of the MST3K episode of Space Mutiny. Yay! Which they which they riffed live in 2018. Yes, we've had, and that was a that was such a fantastic live show. By the way, I gotta say they they uh, uh they they knocked that one out of the park on that one. It's such a great addition to the Riff Tracks library. I'm so glad. I'm all for them. By the way just appropriating the entire MST3K library if they want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they they do a good job of uh, of keeping things fresh and not reusing stuff, and uh, that's what I like to see. I mean, it doesn't invalidate the uh, MST3K episodes at all because those do still exist. It's just like everybody who complains about uh, them coming out with new versions of shows from our childhood you know where they say they're ruining it but they're not because the other one's still there still there for you to enjoy and also it's been like 20 years yeah 1997 man it's it's 2019 right now you can riff it like oh they must be running out of material like no it's been 20 years they can revisit something <laughs> have you have you seen the other stuff that they've been releasing they most definitely have not run out of material and we'll talk about that later <laughs> Oh yeah, because we had another doozy. Um, yeah, we thought we thought the visitor was weird, but we did we did get kind of a a little bit of a stealth release this uh, this past week. 
uh, Rift Tracks released the Just the Jokes riff of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, Jurassic World. This one was, of course, free for uh, a lot of the Kickstarter backers. Um, if you paid above whatever the level was, I don't remember, 80 bucks or something like that uh, is usually what that is. Um, you, you'll have it for free in your library, uh, which means it should show up in the app for you, uh, which is is good because it's very easy to use that app, the auto-syncing. Um, of course, my only problem with that is you do tend to miss uh, about the first minute or two of jokes in a movie. Yeah, because it's syncing up, yeah. Yeah, or if there's if there's no dialogue close to the beginning of the film then it has nothing to sing to. And so you're kind of missing out a little bit on that. Yeah. Uh, but for the rest of it, I mean, it, it always works really good. At least for me, I've never had any issues with it. But I have not seen the movie yet. Okay, I don't really use the app that much, honestly, uh, because, you know, uh, as Bill, sa- Bill says, I'm an ancient of the ancients. <laughs> um, and I just got really good at syncing movies. So I'm kind of like one of those guys that's like, what's so damn hard about syncing movies? But um, it's uh, it's it's two clicks, everybody. Come on. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as far as Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom goes, it's strange because neither one of us have seen this riff yet. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even seen the movie Vanilla yet. Yeah, it's uh, here's the thing, and it's probably why we're not going to be talking a whole lot about the riff, <laughs> because neither one of us has seen it. It's because the movie is not really widely available. I mean, it is, but um, right now you can't rent it. You can't rent it on Amazon, and you can't rent it on iTunes. And the reason I think this is just me speculating is because right now it's on Showtime, and uh, so is the original Jurassic World, and I. I I think because of that, Showtime has that uh, contract with uh, whoever the hell, the Universal, yeah, to uh, to have these movies on their on their service that nobody can rent it, un- you know, unless they buy it. And I saw this movie in the theaters, and it is crap, and I am not going to pay fourteen dollars to buy it. <laughs> So um, I'm going to have to find some other way to see this riff. I'm going to, and when we do, we'll talk about it then. But I'm just uh, – dude, I'm not going to own this movie. Come on. Give me a break. <laughs> this movie is really, really bad. This movie is terrible. I honestly forgot it existed until um, I saw that the riff was riff was released. Now, now, now imagine this. Imagine everything because it's just like – now, the original Jurassic World wasn't Shakespeare. But it was fun, okay? Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom kind of takes everything fun from the original Jurassic World and just kind of like says, ah, screw it. <laughs> we don't have to do anything except resort to tropey cliches about rich people. I mean, that's basically yeah. what it is. And it's just Man. like anytime, anytime that happens, it's just like, oh, no. But yeah. Was it worse than... Uh, the original Jurassic Park sequel, The Lost World. Um. Yes. What? I, I I have to say yes, it absolutely is. In fact, I think it's probably. I'll do respect to Matthew J. Elliott. I think this is worse than Jurassic Park three. Now, 
I prefer Jurassic Park 3 to Jurassic Park 2, personally. I think a lot of people do. And, uh, yeah, if, if it's worse than Jurassic Park 2, then to me that means that this is the worst out of all five movies in the franchise. Right. Well, to it, there's really only two good Jurassic Park movies, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Um, I mean, and Jurassic World to me really is like a guilty pleasure because I did watch it with the Rift Tracks and I just like, oh, this is actually kind of stupid. But I really, really enjoyed it when it was in theaters. So, I mean, it, it's it's got that kind of uh, Revenge of the Sith quality to it where, <laughs> you know, you're kind of like on a high when you're watching it in the theaters. And then when you go back, it's like, oh, it's not bad, but it's really kind of tropey and stupid, but it's still fun. Yeah. So, you know, like that has I call that the Revenge of the Sith uh, effect. <laughs> so Jurassic World has that uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom doesn't. It just like doesn't want to do anything fun. Huh. Interesting. Uh, this weekend, November 17th, uh, is Wookiee Life Day. Woo! Time to break out the Star Wars holiday special. Definitely not going to do what I did last year. Uh, last year I I pulled a uh, a marathon of it. Was that released in nineteen seventy eight or nineteen nineteen seventy nine? I think it was seventy eight. Oh, okay. So 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 we're this will be the forty first anniversary of that monstrosity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that was yeah, it was nineteen seventy eight. I think that was part of the reason why I did that last year. Oh, okay. Um. Because it was, you know, 40th anniversary and blah, 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 and this really terrible thing. And uh, I, I put I put everybody in my house through hell that day, <laughs> including myself. I don't even know why you would do that. It's, it's, just because I could, I guess. I could do lots of stuff that's really painful, and I was just <laughs> <laughs> But hey, it's a... My, it's... My, my wife just shouted out from the other room that they will never forgive me for that, so... There's that. Oh, man. But, hey, but it's an excellent Rift Tracks. I mean, it's a really, really great season two uh, uh, oh, Rift. Oh, yes. It's wonderful. And uh, the best thing about it is since it was recorded off of TV, they kept all of the commercials. Yeah, that's something that, like, riff. you don't really see any in, in any other Riff, really. Um, is so that... all of the all of the commercial yeah, breaks and, are still And they there. riff the commercials. And they, they, yeah, it's they riff so on the great. It's just... It's... <laughs> Uh, it's just such a great, unique riff. It's awesome. Last year, or maybe the year before that, they actually got their hands on a higher quality copy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so now, um, it, it's even it's even easier to see everything that uh, you don't want to see. You're like, can you imagine? Can you imagine being on the being on the set of of uh, of that thing? Yeah. Can you imagine being Harrison Ford <laughs> and being like, like, I'm Harrison Ford. Look at what I'm doing. This is insane. Yeah. Uh, we do get the the first ever uh, canon appearance of Boba Fett, which I guess is a thing. I I am Boba yeah. Fett. <laughs> uh, even though he went out like a little punk. No, no, well, no one believes that really. I mean, Luke. Even Lucas has said that. He knows that nobody believes that Boba Fett died anyway. So nah, he's dead. He's one hundred percent dead. He got taken out by a blind dude. Come on, on accident, accidentally murked <laughs> by Fett. a blind guy. Boba Fett, 
Where? <laughs> well, maybe he'll show up in Rise of Skywalker. Ooh, Wouldn't no. that be amazing? That would that would that would be nuts. That would be that would be crazy. And you know, yeah, he he probably fought his way out of the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars, uh, Disney Plus is going to be available in the U.S. Uh, on November twelfth. So right now, as you're listening to this, it should be available. Uh, if you are signed up for the service, this, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a plug here for one of the most underrated riffs I've ever seen. The Just the Jokes riff of High School Musical. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're not alone on that. I know, like, back in the old Riff Tracks forums days. But uh, High School Musical, I think it was, like, 2011? It's 2010 or 2011. And uh, for a long time, it was... But it's... You're right. It's been forgotten, the High School Musical riff. Yeah. I Not very many people that I've talked to have seen it. Um, I have. Well... Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Well, of course, yeah. Uh, but it it just seems like it wasn't like a big thing for them, obviously, because not very many Rift Tracks fans are going to be in that same group of people who would own High School Musical necessarily. Um, yeah, you know, there's not not a lot of crossover there uh, in the audiences, but now it will be extremely available to anybody and i know a lot of people that are going to be signing up for disney plus and uh so really you should you should spend the four dollars and buy the buy the riff of this we were just talking about how easy it is to sync up a riff uh with uh, jurassic world the uh, fallen whatever <laughs> and uh you know obviously you can use the app or you can do it manually and there's some great stuff in this riff uh bill does a, a wonderful interpretation of uh, the high school janitor uh throughout it it's very underrated very deep cut but uh i i am 100 percent throwing myself behind this recommendation <laughs> yeah high school music see and that's the thing kind of like with all these new streaming services coming out i kind of hope um that we kind of get a few more mp3s in 2020 honestly um because there's just going to be so much more that people have access to especially with disney plus maybe they could riff some old disney movies i don't know just saying just putting that out there riff tracks let's take a quick look at the weekend box office man we take a week off and everything is different the entire landscape of the top five is uh is changed now we have uh, midway coming in at number one followed closely by Dr. Sleep, uh, the family movie with John Cena in it, playing with fires in at number three, uh, Last Christmas at number four, and last week's number one, Terminator Dark Fate, coming in at number five. I heard that movie was terrible. <laughs> yes, I did as well. Like, it's just, like, like just, like, exceptionally terrible. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I'm probably not going to see it because I don't care about the Terminator. But <laughs> I just heard that this thing is just, like, just, like, the like even worse than, like, T3 or whatever was the one that everybody hated the most until now. My My thing now about Terminator and why I don't care about it anymore is because it's basically become the same 
muddled mess as the Highlander series. And there's so much time travel and different timeline split-offs and all this craziness that's going on that uh, I I just don't care anymore because what's, you know, what actually matters out of it? Nothing. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely true. Time travel does have a tendency to mess everything up. Avengers Endgame, but whatever, we won't get into that. So now let's go into our short reviews of Rift Track Shorts. Yes! Today's short reviews of Rift Track Shorts is Skipper Learns a Lesson, released July 7th, 2008. Oh, wow. And this was actually the first Encyclopedia Britannica short. Ooh. And much like Coronet and ACI now, uh, a decent amount of the Rift Track Shorts catalog is composed of Encyclopedia Britannica Shorts. Skipper Learns a Lesson is about a dog who has to learn to like other dogs based on what's inside them. And I don't mean worms. I mean the fact that who somebody is on the inside is much more important than how they look on the outside. That's not true. (laughs) Skipper learns this lesson by first rejecting all of the other dogs in the new neighborhood that his family just moved to, somehow getting covered in poster paint, and then having all of those same dogs reject him. It's poignant stuff. Wow. This one, uh, it's not quite an essential, but it's one that I've watched. I I can't even tell you how many times I've seen this one. Uh, And I do still get quite a few belly laughs out of it. Skipper Learns the Lesson gets four angry skippers out of five. Oh, nice. So it's basically about dogs. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a short about dogs. Um, (laughs) Skipper in particular looks... A little vicious. Uh, in the last episode, we mentioned uh, in Halloween party the dog Shep, and uh, how it constantly looked like it wanted to tear people's faces off. And uh, Skipper kind of gets that look uh, a few times in this one, until of course he is humiliated and humbled by the other dogs after getting dirty. Oh. So now let's move on from the shorts to the not so shorts, and let's take a look at the winner of our last listener poll. Honor oh, and glory. I this thing. I don't mean the 1969 Czechoslovakian movie of the same name, and I don't mean glory and honor, the movie about Robert Peary and Matthew Henson on their trek to the North Pole in 1901. Because everyone knows about that. Yeah, I'm talking, of course, about the 1993 martial arts flick starring the rockinest of all Roths, Cynthia, and. Uh, Yes, Cynthia Rothrock, uh, who was also in which other Rift Tracks release, Dave? I believe it's a, a little unknown one that neither one of us has seen very many times called Santa's Summer House. The, uh, the other yeah. wonderful movie from uh, David uh, Dakota. Yes, you have to go through a bunch of backwoods twistoramas to get there. <laughs> yes, but uh, this movie is about... Um, an FBI agent and her journalist sister who are both uh, martial artists and they are going after uh, uh, Donald Trump Jr. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, To hell with that. 
bastard. That's what he looks like. He looks just like just like Junior. Yeah, uh, I believe you, Jason. I think I think it's Slade, right? Jason Slade. Yeah, Jason uh, Slade. He'd just be like the new chairman or CEO or whatever of uh, the World Business Bank or whatever. That yeah, or some dumb stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and like he's always working out and he's just be like, "I'm a big bad guy. I have these big ridiculous rings on my arms." <laughs> and then my assistant's gonna come to me and says, "Like, oh hey." The ex president Reagan wants to have breakfast with you. Oh, to hell with that old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, some uh, nuclear trigger device gets stolen, it's... and Slade's trying to get it, and Cynthia Rothrock's trying to get it, and they have to fight each other. And there's uh, Discount Eddie Murphy as the bodyguard uh, for for Mr. Slade. There's there's so much in this movie. I guess we could start with, uh, just choose a random one. At one point, Cynthia Rothrock's sister is in a hammock, and she answers the phone with this <laughs> long pole. Um, and it's just like the most convoluted way to answer a phone ever. It's interesting. And then at the beginning of the movie, this she's doing uh wrapping up a news report outside, and uh, this this woman comes up to attack her. Yeah, because she uh, besmirched the name of her of her senator father. And she's a knife wielding maniac. <laughs> so she's her coming... father, a United States senator, <laughs> is gonna come and like pull a knife on this reporter. Oh, the cameraman didn't even care. <laughs> Yeah, he just kind of stands there filming, you know. It's just like, oh yeah, happens all the time. What? <laughs> we get another scene a little bit later with uh, with the sister, and she's at uh, whatever kung fu school or whatever they they learned at <laughs> with one of the other students, Mickey. Now she's uh, she's sparring with Mickey, and she ends up flipping him over, and Kevin makes the joke. Uh, about how she uh, slipped him a Mickey. <laughs> you hear this noise, this sound effect, and Kevin says, wow, you hit me in the scrotum as hard as you could, and the pain hasn't even registered yet. <laughs> and literally six minutes later, Kevin reacts to it, just out of nowhere. And they ask him what's wrong, and he's like, oh, no, the pain from when you hit me is just finally registering. <laughs> it was six minutes the the hit takes place uh, roughly the 16 minute mark and the the scream of pain comes at the 22 minute mark <laughs> and it's one of my favorite bits that they've done in quite a while um and i mean this one came out in what 2016 about this time in 2016 yeah yeah that's it's still one of my one of my favorite bits that they've done honor and glory man i don't even can we talk about the bodyguard a little bit? Oh, the yeah, Discount Eddie Murphy? Yeah, Discount Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what his name is, but it's just like he is a bodyguard, but he doesn't like he doesn't do any of the bodyguard stuff. It's like he's just there to hang around and look cool, but he'll still like let his boss get attacked and then he'll like wander away and go like uh, harass Cynthia Rothrock's sister at her house. Uh, <laughs> well, he so did he did protect like... him at first. Like the the one yeah. time, you know, he he took the guy's camera away or whatever, but 
Yeah, he doesn't really do much bodyguarding after that point. Yeah, he just like opens doors and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he gets yelled at by uh, by the boss a few times, and then he uh, he goes and see Joyce at her house. Like like you said, he just kind of shows up. Be like, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, flip around your hammocks and whatever. <laughs> and it's just like he doesn't really see. He's got a lot. Like he's in the movie a lot. Like he's a big big player in the movie. But he doesn't have much to do. That's the thing. He just is kind of there. <laughs> He's there for the eye candy. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, what's his name? Robin Shao, Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat, shows up at the beginning and at the end <laughs> to kind of like tie up the whole Hong Kong yeah. aspect of it. Because I... <laughs> And when he shows back, I'd be like, oh, right, Liu Kang's in this movie. I forgot. <laughs> okay. And th- and this movie had something to do with Hong Kong. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, just the fact that that's where it started, I think. <laughs> there there wasn't really there wasn't really much more to tie it in to that. It was a hero it was a hero's journey, Jeremy. The hero's journey. The 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 movie started the movie finished where it began or something. <laughs> it's it makes total sense. Yeah, sure, sure it does. Uh, but that uh, that was the winner of our last listener poll, and uh, we've decided that we're going to do a complete refresh on that again, uh, because Voodoo Man and uh, House on Sorority Row have been on there for a while, and we're kind of out of the... Uh, out of the spooky time, yeah. I'm out of the spooky movie season, yeah. So we, we've done a refresh, and uh, the, the movies on, on this week's poll are going to be, I believe in Santa Claus... Uh, Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny, uh, and Santa Claus Live. That was the uh, the K K Gordon Murray, right? The the Mexican Santa Claus. Yeah, K yeah. Gordon Murray. Yep. And the only way that you can vote on this now is by becoming a Patreon. We put it behind a paywall. <laughs> yeah, just give us a dollar, guys. Just give us a dollar. Yeah. Give us a buck, and you can vote. Oh, also, by the way. Guys, I want I believe in Santa Claus to win this to win this poll so bad because I have so much to say about that movie. It's so great. Jason and uh, Margot are our, our, our two Patreon patrons. Uh you can vote on this and and Dave Dave has already said he wants you to vote for I believe in Santa Claus, so Yes. It's up to you to either make Dave happy or disappoint him. That's a, everyone's been disappointing me lately, so I won't be surprised if <laughs> I'm Eeyore. I suppose <clears throat> Oh not this yeah. again. <laughs> let's 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 raise your spirits, Dave, and let's move on to our other VOD that we're gonna talk about. Oh no. Last oh, week no. <laughs> Or I guess two weeks ago, the the last VOD release from Rift Tracks. I am talking, of course, about the wonderful, amazingly awesome movie Feeders. Feeders. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. So a couple weeks ago, there was a release called uh, The Visitor that we talked about at length uh-huh. uh, here on the podcast. And I didn't think anything could outweird the visitor. I think we even said something to like words to that effect. Yeah. Here on this podcast about how it's just be like, well, it's too late in the year for anything to kind of like outweird what we just saw. I don't know if it outweirds it, but feeders definitely like, I gotta say, 
and I know it sounds stupid considering what else is in this movie, but the Chirons, like 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 the news Chirons <laughs> that tell you like the time, like to me, like that just like I don't know what it was, but just like seeing that, like like stop that. <laughs> it's just like what are you doing? Why are there why are there news Chirons with the time all the time in this movie? It's like Oh my gosh! So it's like I fixated on that, and I like became obsessed with the fact that it had news chirons in it. But that's just yeah. Um, the movie takes place what like over over a day, I think, going from the the time. Yeah, over yeah, over like over over like twenty four hours. I suppose we should give everybody who uh, uh, hasn't seen the movie a bit of a, a brief rundown of it. Jeremy, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this because. Um, I, I saw the movie, <laughs> uh, it just, okay. If you ask me to, if, if you were to ask me to explain the movie, I would be like, okay, it's two dudes and some aliens, uh, that eat people, I guess. <laughs> uh, and one of them has a mustache and the aliens are worse puppets than the puppets in Roller Gator. Yeah. And that's not and that's not guys that okay, look, I know I troll you guys all the time by saying how awesome Roller Gator is. These puppets are literally worse than Roller Gator. Okay, <laughs> that's like on the level. Yeah, they're they're really bad. Like like I think this movie's production values is worse than Roller Gator. That's not a joke. This this movie was uh, shot on video um it was made by the Polonia brothers and it takes place in Pennsylvania. These two guys uh, are traveling through. Uh, they're stopping and taking pictures. Well, the one guy is stopping and taking pictures. Uh, Mr. Mustache isn't. Um, I think he's he, out there tr trying to trying to stalk women. Yeah, uh, we, we kind of see this happening at a gas station. Uh, where it's clearly a completely different location on a different day because the guy's got a completely different outfit on. And it's literally just he walks over and says hi to this woman. And uh, then you see her on the phone talking to her friend. And uh, I think they said uh, something about this, the person that Barb from Stranger Things was based off of. Yeah. And... So they're they're planning to meet up with the guys, but then this this flying saucer starts dropping off these little gray aliens, and they're little, they're tiny, like like maybe two and a half, three feet tall at the most. Yeah. Um, and we get some of the most astoundingly bad effects I've ever seen committed to tape at all. Like, the, the it does have a really great scene though with one of the. Uh, the victims, a the doctor, they like rip his head off his body or whatever. They punch it off or something. I don't remember. This movie turned my brain to much. I never thought, I never thought. Yeah, okay, see, now in Psychotronic Man, there's a scene where the doctor gets killed. He gets thrown out the window <laughs> and he has like, even Bill says it in the riff, is like he has uh, bag, little plastic bags filled with his own blood. <laughs> 
right? I never yeah. thought like I'd see a doctor get killed in a more ridiculous way than that. His his head is decapitated from his body. The alien is uh biting at its head and the guy is like <laughs> I'm not, he's like oh, no. <laughs> I love how the aliens eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy's still reacting like He's perfectly alive, and his head is not disconnected from the rest of his body. It's uh, it's so bad, you guys. And like, this is one of those movies where, spoiler alert, everybody dies. Like, I think maybe the one guy survives at the end, but I think I think the one guy in the blue shirt does survive. But at this point, um, the Earth is being completely overrun by the aliens, and uh, they're just like destroying all the buildings and. And they're killing everybody, and oh, it's so bad. It's so bad, Dave. Like I know it's a shot on video thing, I... and oh, it's just it's terrible. The best part, though, the best part about this is that they made a sequel. It's a Christmas yeah. sequel. Feeders two sleigh bells, S L A Y, and That's okay, they were saying this. They were saying this. Sorry, I'm going to let you finish what you were saying because I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> but before you say what you're going to say, I got to say that I thought that I saw everybody talking about that on Twitter, and I thought that they were kidding. <laughs> no. I thought that that was a joke. Feeders to slay the whatever it is. Yeah. Nope. It's real. There's a sequel. And... uh Connor Connor mentioned that uh, they were or hinted that they were going to do it, but then in the riff itself, uh, Kevin brings up that there is a sequel, and yes, they are doing it. Yep. And I would not be surprised uh, to see it come out honestly in a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would have to. Well, if they do it this year, but I don't see why they wouldn't do it this year, honestly. I, well, I I think they will. Yeah. I mean, if they do, if they did. A talking cat and Santa's summer house in the same year, but here's the thing about that: Riff Tracks really loves this movie. I mean, like, and I'm I'm quoting them when I say that is that this is like I think probably their favorite movie they've done since A Talking Cat. Yeah, it's it's really bad, but it's so much fun. Like, it, it kind of turned my brain uh, to mush. Well, I mean, that's all that, that's all I can do, really. It's like, okay, can we talk about the heroes in this movie for just a minute? There weren't any heroes in this movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> we had two schlubs. One guy who was a pervert and was trolling, uh, you know, for, for the ladies the whole time. Like, that's all he wanted to do. He wanted to get to the beach and scope out the women in their bikinis. Yeah, he wanted to go and, like, perv on the, the girls all Miami Connection style. Uh, and then there's the other guy without the mustache who's just like, I don't know. I didn't know <laughs> Vanilla could be a person, <laughs> but uh, we found out like he, this guy <laughs> is like, like the, like Vanilla personified. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's quite interesting to, it's quite interesting and boring to see all at the same time with this guy. And what gets me really, I mean, more than the Chirons and more than like the uh, bad puppetry 
is the fact that these guys are just walking around like this park for basically the whole movie. Yeah. Except for like about halfway through when they find this house and <laughs> they spend like 40 minutes and like searching the house for, I don't like, what were they doing in there? Well, I think they were hiding. Um, they ended up like staying there all night. Uh huh. Uh, it was still, it was still dark when they left. Um, after, uh, the one guy, uh, Bennett, I think was the, yeah. the guy with the mustache. He gets, uh, abducted and then he got cloned and then oh my god this is this is the best yeah and so then his buddy Derek has to make a decision on which one to kill and he he picks the one that he that you know he thinks is the is the alien clone and he just goes up and he just murders the crap out of him man like (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like oh my gosh I can't believe I had to do that and he's like, yeah, you know, you're my you're my best friend, though, Bennett. I'd know I'd know the real you anywhere. And then he's like, you are a fool. You killed your friend. And <laughs> of course, it was, you know, actually the alien clone. And then that's when all the aliens come down and and proceed to uh, start destroying the Earth. Uh, or, you know, feeding on people or whatever it was that they were planning on doing. Um, so I got a question. Like, what was what was the point of this movie? Uh, to make a movie about aliens. Well, I mean, I, okay, there, okay, I know that, but I'm not really sure what the filmmakers were trying to accomplish. Like, I don't know. I mean, the movie itself is just so, it's so birdemic in its presentation that you kind of got to wonder. It's just like, I don't know why, I don't know why it exists. Well, it was... It was filmed in uh, what was it ninety six? Is that when it came out? Yeah, nineteen ninety six, and they they did it on VHS. I mean, there's not really much you can do <laughs> with that at, at that point. Well, ninety six is like I guess ninety six was the height with the alien aut- autopsy height, and you know it's when the X Files was at its most popular too. Yeah. So aliens were hot, hot, hot back then. Well, that was the year Independence Day came out. That's true. <laughs> Which. Uh, it's something that they point out in the in the riff when they're talking about how bad this movie looks, and they're like, "Just remember, this is the same. This came out the same year that Independence Day did." <laughs> I'd love to know more about this movie. I'd love to know more about like who made it and like what the story is, because it just seems like there should be some kind of maybe not fascinating but really stupid story behind it. That would be entertaining. Um, well, it was this, this, there's a little bit of, of stuff that I've been able to find about this. This was obviously the aftermath of the commercial success of Independence Day. Yep. Um, but the movie was picked up by Blockbuster. What? Because of how good Independence Day did. So Blockbuster put the movie out for them and it was actually their number one independent film rental for the year. What? And it, uh... Yeah, the the two the two stars. One was John Polina, one of the brothers, and the other one was another uh, B movie maker, John McBride, who made a bunch of other crap. Um, and it was their first movie together, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was their number one independent uh, film rental of the year. It was actually their first, uh, the Polina's uh, brothers' first wide widely distributed film. Wow, also. no wonder they went under Blockbuster. Give me a break. 
Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's because they put all their money in. in yeah, yeah, put all their money into feeders. Yeah. So yeah, feeders is is a very not good movie, but a very 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 good riff. Yeah, I don't know if I would say I would don't know if I would say if it's a something like Roller Gator where it's an instant cornerstone, but it's still pretty pretty good. It's definitely near the top uh, as far as releases of the year for me. It's it's right up there close to the visitor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know if it beats the visitor, but it's definitely it, you know, it's it's hot on the visitor's tail, but the visitor is uh it's going to take a lot a lot to a lot to knock that that thing down. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole lot of stuff going on in the visitor too. And if you if you missed that episode or this is your first episode listening to us, uh go check out episode 20. Uh, to hear more about The Visitor. Yes, it's quite crazy. But that's going to do it for us this week. You can uh, head over to patreon.com slash Riftcast to sign up and support us and take part in all of our polls and all that fun stuff yeah. for as little as $2 a month. But I'm Jeremy. You can find me at pbandawesome.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube at pbandawesome.com. You can send me emails, Jeremy at TrueBlueRiffCast.com, and you can follow the RiffCast on Twitter at TBRiffCast. And I'm Dave Chadwick, a.k.a. Sugar Ray Dodge. Check me out on the web at SugarRayDodge.com. Send me emails at SugarRayDodge at gmail.com. Check me out on Twitter, even though I don't really tweet that much, at, at SugarRayDodge. Uh, search for me on Facebook, and uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Yay, skeleton people. Oh